0: Hey guys, this is Juan with the cinnamon movie podcast letting you know that this episode is brought to you by San Marcos Mexican restaurants Located right here at 2301 southwest 59th street in oklahoma city, oklahoma Give them a call at 405-685-7773 for to-go order or stop in and dine in at the best mexican restaurant in town Don't forget to let them know that the cinnamon movie podcast sent you for 10% off your entire purchase And don't forget, $5 house margaritas, Wednesdays only, $5 frozen or on the rocks, better than you could ever have. Frozen or on the rocks, great food and even better customer service. San Marcos Mexican Restaurants, the only restaurant of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast.
1: Me. do I feel lucky? Well, do you bunk? Good morning, Vietnam. I love the smell of Come in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger punch. I feel the need, the need for speed. Uh, I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do. <laughs> You'll shoot
0: your
2: eye out,
0: kid. What's up, film fans? Welcome. To a new episode. Welcome to Halloween Ends, and welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I am your host Juan, and I am joined by the cast, the crew, the good fellas. Craig, what's cracking? Zach.
3: Hey, what's up?
0: Happy Sunday for everybody watching us live here on Ema Swan Productions. Um, a traditional Happy Monday to everybody listening to this podcast on Mondays. That audio. Uh, drops audio wise. Um, I'm excited, guys. This is one of the bigger movies, maybe most more diverse conversations we might be having here at the podcast here in a in a minute. Um, but we're talking Halloween ends today. Uh, episode 215. Um, spooky season continues. So uh, with that being said, I'm excited to talk about Halloween ends. But Zach, we'll start with you. How was your uh, how was your week? Good, good end to the weekend.
3: It was it was a good end. Pun intended, for the weekend. Um, got a lot going on this come uh, com- this upcoming
0: week, so I'm looking forward to it. There is a lot of a lot of stuff coming up this week. Um, some some stuff is getting shoved around. You know, uh, our next episode is actually in just four days, so be prepared for that. Uh, Craig, what about you, man? Good weekend.
2: Yeah, it was a good weekend. Um, uh, Mallory has the the vid. The vid so mm. we're we're chilling
0: hell yeah you get, came back you, for get time, vi- you get time off work too
2: i I have not told your employees yet uh I haven't asked my boss if I have hey man if They're you need off. a positive test just <laughs> let me know I know
0: a guy <laughs> just get one from out I don't need oh there you go too yeah <laughs> it <Like, laughs> uh, is
3: came back for vengeance.
2: No, yeah, she she got it Friday, and um, we just been chilling. Did she know where she got it from? Work,
0: no. Her
2: entire entire job's like out. Oh wow! Yeah. Um. There's like ten people there, and five of them called out because they all have COVID.
0: But yeah, for everybody watching on Wall Productions YouTube channel, thank you for joining us on this on this special Sunday episode, uh, eighty five. Thousand subscribers now on this YouTube channel. You guys get new content every single day Um, wrestling uh, Open box cards um, Horror horror movie reviews. Uh, We have a new movie every single Monday. So um, I think they're still doing the fanboys podcast, too So you guys have brand new content that comes out on this channel every single every single day. So um, like share subscribe And don't forget, you can watch this episode and all of our other episodes on this YouTube channel on demand whenever you want to. Um, If you want to listen to any of our past episodes, um, just like you would normally listen to any other podcast, uh, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher. um, You can also find us on the Prescribed Films Network, www.prescribedfilms.com um hashtag just the pfpn and you can find us there along with a bunch of other great podcasts um attack of the killer podcast the movie defenders so go check out that website great great content um you can find us literally anywhere now so um guys if you want to listen to last week's episode we had i think we had a pretty fun conversation about nightmare on elm street 3 the dream warriors um so go check that out wherever you listen to podcasts as well Um the social media, it's real simple, real easy. Uh Facebook.com forward slash the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Uh the Instagram is all one word, the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Uh the Twitter is at Cinnamon405. And then the email, probably the easiest and fastest way to get a hold of us, is C-I-N-E-M-E-N-921 at gmail.com. So some pretty fun stuff. Um we we go through a, a bunch of uh, different different topics today. If this is your first time joining us, uh, we'll review the uh, the movie Halloween Ends. Um, we got some great stuff to talk about on movie news, box office rewind, the truth, and then our favorite segment is the top five. Today's we'll be talking our top five Jamie Lee Curtis movies. So it should DLC. be. Fun.
3: But before we get to all that, let, let me take a brief moment and talk about Rodeo Cinema, one of our good sponsors here on the show. Rodeo Cinema, it, um, a non for profit, our house movie theater in Oklahoma City, located in the Stockyards, twenty two twenty one Exchange Avenue, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Hey guys, it's it's Halloween season, and they are just cooking all kinds of good shows over there. You can you can still go see Moon Age, Daydream, Pearl. Don't worry, don't worry, darling. But, hey, guys, this coming Friday, this coming Saturday, October the 22nd, they're doing they're bringing back Oklahoma Horror Fest all day long. They'll be showing some classic films like Young Frankenstein, Dawn of the Mm. Dead, Killer Clowns from Outer Space and the Blair Witch Project. So go check them out. Tell them that the Cinema
0: Movie Podcast sent you and have a great old time. All right, guys, let's get in some recent watches. Uh, Craig, I finally saw what you were talking about. I'll start off with my list. I did finally watch the end episode, the, fu- the finale, if you will, of She-Hulk. And, you know, I was, I was, I enjoyed the first eight episodes. I honestly did. It was cheesy. I liked how she, you know, broke the fourth wall, talked to the camera. I, I enjoyed all of it. I enjoyed how they made her look. And, you know, even though the CGI was kind of shit, I just, I thought it was fun, but I did not enjoy the season finale at all. I thought it was terrible. And it just leaves a bitter taste in your mouth. As far as like, what's next for Daredevil? What's next for She-Hulk? And uh, what the you know, Bruce Banner coming back with with you know, spoiler alert with his his son. He had a, he had a yeah, he had a son Hulk. So very very just rushed, crazy season finale. Um, I was looking at a seven for this for the complete series. You know, giving it a star rating. But I think just because of that alone, I think I'm going to give it like a 5 or a six.
2: 6. Uh, did I Did I talk – I didn't talk about this on the podcast last week, did I?
0: You did not. You said you did not – you haven't seen any episode. But over the weekend, you texted that you watched the season yeah. finale
2: and you said – I, I skimmed here. through the season finale and I was like, yeah, yeah. thank God I did watch this. I, I was very um, – because somebody on Twitter was like, oh, I love how they did this, this, and that. And it all makes sense and ties in Loki on my – where did this tie in Loki? Like, yeah. it, it was, It honestly, it it was a mess. It was a mess. Like, mess. I, I enjoy how, I didn't enjoy. It. I, I I think it's creative that they kind of did the whole meeting Kevin thing. Yeah. And she was like, no, that's not my story or whatever. Like, it's creative. It kind of gives people the whole, she was like, do I need to wait for the camera to turn away because the, CGI cost so much, like they were poking fun at how how bad she looked. Like it's almost like they're ma- they're making fun of us, yeah. Because yeah. of how bad the CGI was, they knew what they were calling it shit. But yet they still come out and they're like, "Oh, we don't have the money for it. like the don't yeah. fucking do it."
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, it was just a mess. Uh, uh, some other stuff that I, I checked out. Um, I did check out some Denzel movies, getting ready for Denzel month and the top five episode in December. So I checked out, uh, vitrocity. Um, honestly, it was kind of terrible. Uh, a young 1995 Denzel with a Russell Crowe, um, fallen with John Goodman and Denzel. Really, really solid flick. Um, I checked out Halloween 78, 2018 and Halloween kills just to kind of get a refresher before I watched Halloween ends. Did check out Halloween ends on Peacock. um, I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation for Friday the 14th this past week. Fun movie. It's, it's a terrible sequel, but Matthew McConaughey's performance alone is worth just watching that movie because he is he is insane in that movie. Um, Courage Under Fire, Denzel, Remember the Titans. I forgot how fucking good Remember the Titans is. Golly. Uh, for an hour and 15 minute movie that just flies by. He got game with Denzel. And then I want to talk about this little documentary I watched called I Love You, You Hate Me on Peacock. It's about Barney and all the Barney haters. Oh, yeah. And how it just completely destroyed lives, made lives better. If you guys have two hours to kill, it's a part one, part two documentary. Part one is an hour. Part two is an hour. I highly recommend it. It's entertaining if you grew up on Barney even if you didn't and you want to just see some of the hate that's out there but also some of the good in this world like it's a very very strong documentary and it's available on Peacock so um if I had to recommend anything that was easy to access Halloween ends and I love you you hate me on Peacock so uh
2: Craig what about you man will we'll, we'll kick it off with you next you check anything out this past week that um so I watched obviously I watched Halloween ends um Man, I really didn't watch anything. Um, well, you know, it was, I, I've been, um, been door dashing a little bit. Okay. Trying to make some extra money. So that's kind of where some of my free time going. Been playing to Madden, been playing Madden a lot outside of everything else. Um, you
0: watch some, just- some college football
2: sports, yeah. College football, um, NFL today. Took a take a nap earlier.
0: Speaking uh, of NFL, you know Hey, this is
2: a big game tonight.
0: A big game tonight. That's why we're doing this at five o'clock today.
2: But yeah, pretty much since Friday, it's just been taken care of Adley and you know. Yeah, water on
0: me. Look, I'm so making, fucking excited. sure everything's
2: good over here. So So but that's it good, for
0: me. Some good college football games on this past weekend. It, I you know, I didn't watch any NFL games yet, and obviously for prepepping. Uh, prepping for them, them boys tonight. Number one defense in the league, you know. Um Zach, what about you? You uh, you check anything fun out? Uh, yeah. Um, obviously
3: Halloween ends for today's episode. I'm kind of like you, Johnny, kind of getting ready for our Denzel episode. Checked out Inside Man, the Spike Lee bank robbery film. I haven't seen it in a while, and it's very, very good. I was kind, I was kind of surprised that it was a Spike Lee movie. To be honest, I kind of, um surprised me a lot Um, and then it took me a couple days to watch this just because of just the length of it Um, I've talked about Kim Burns on the show before a documentarian he usually does stuff on PBS he has a new uh, three part series out called the US and the Holocaust I heard that was good very very powerful it I really don't want to give anything away if you guys want to watch it but it, it it really shows I mean America we we can be good and we can be bad obviously that's what it really comes down to and sounds like the barney documentary i mean it it's surprising what how much we did not do to save people's lives during that time so just i'll just leave it at that and go check it out the u.s on the holocaust nice
0: Uh, as always, if anybody else wants to bring anything, um, the Nun Two begins filming in France this week. Um, hmm. I, I don't. I, I want to kind of know how some of this stuff works. Obviously, the Nun was terrible, but it brought in money at the box office, so I guess it got greenlit for the Nun Part Two. Um, you know anybody interested in in the nun i know the first one was okay but i don't i don't know about you
3: know, a second I think, one i think the first i think the first one is like the weakest of the conjuring series i think it's awful i don't know why i mean that character the character of the nun was really teased really well in the conjuring 2
0: but i think they could have just left it at that um the mcu has a wave of delays again mm. Um, you know, Blade is now September twenty twenty four, if if it happens at all. Deadpool three is November eighth, twenty twenty-four. Fantastic five is now Valentine's twenty twenty-five. Um Secret Wars is now May twenty May first, twenty twenty six. And then uh yeah, so what do you what do you guys think?
2: So they only moved the one Avengers movie, right?
0: I thought they moved both of them. Yeah, they moved. Let me go back to this photo. Um, it says, November 7th, 2025, untitled Marvel Marvel movie, movie, Avengers Secret Wars, May 1st, 2026, untitled Marvel movie. Um. Yeah.
2: But I thought they had already titled both of those new Avengers movies coming out.
0: That's what I thought too, but... I thought huh. What's which, which one is uh, November seventh? That one's untitled supposedly, and that, that would got ha-
3: moved. That would have to be, if it's the other Avengers, this has to be, Kang Dynasty. Is
0: that the? Is that the? Yeah, other one? the Kang yeah. Dynasty. Yeah. So, I oh.
3: just you know that I think unfortunately as much I, I'm the the one out of everything that's coming out, Blade is the one that I think it could be really cool, but unfortunately that might be the one that
2: gets scrapped. Yeah, I don't think it would get scrapped, but it might it, be. I mean they're not having
3: good. I they're having trouble finding a director and my biggest fear is I think Ali is going to drop out of it. I if think that ha- and if if that happens then I think they'll
0: just scrap it. I've heard a lot about him dropping out too because he's just uh and this is just from what I've read again, you know, it's nothing concrete but I've read that he's not happy with the direction of the film and he's not happy with them not holding on to a decent director. Yeah. Um and I'm sure he's in demand. A lot of people want him for different things. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, the Ma- the Mario trailer. I don't I don't think we talked about some trailers last week, but the Super Mario trailer came out. Looks promising. I like the way the the CGI looks and the, you know, the animation. People are now shitting on Chris, Chris uh
2: Pratt's Pratt. voice. What not, do you guys think. I don't think they're shitting on Chris Pratt personally. No, I think no, no, they're they're, not. they're upset that it's not I mean, you have uh, I can't remember what his name is, but the guy that voices Mario, he was available to be a voice of Mario, and they went with Chris Pratt, and I think it's mainly because you know Chris Pratt and not the name of the other guy, and they want it to be a universal kind of film, but um I don't know. It just kind of seems like he's faking an accent and not kind of really Italian or something. I, I don't but-
0: know. What do you guys think? Like if if ever you think people would be happy if it was still Chris Pratt, but he was faking an Italian voice? No, I mean, no, I just
2: think it'd be worse. If it was a better accent or something, it would be better.
0: A lot of people are saying that this is gonna take the sonic wave and they might delay it just to redo the voice nice. acting. Yeah. Who knows? But it's illumination, and I, I'm I'm super excited for it. I don't think illumination really does or puts together like a really bad product. No, you know, so I, I'm still excited for it. Um,
3: yeah, yeah, I mean, the animation looks good in it. I mean, I'm not I don't know if I'm really excited about the the thought of a Super Mario Brothers movie, but I mean, you I want know. John
0: Leguizamo to be in the movie? I mean, come on.
3: I'll bet you five bucks. He's a cameo somewhere in that movie. I'll, I'll, I'll bet you five it. bucks.
0: It's a me. <laughs> um I also saw the Wednesday trailer.
3: Oh, with the Tim Burton, the Tim Burton family. Yeah.
0: Adam's family Wednesday. Uh, it's a mini series. Jenna Ortega is playing Wednesday, which I'm super, super excited about. Um, she was in scream early this year. So yeah, she, and she's, I think she's going to be in the new one in March. So I'm super excited about Wednesday and the family Adams directed by Tim Burton mini series, Netflix. Anybody else got to check out the, uh,
3: I saw, I saw the trailer. I'm, <coughs> it comes out, uh, Oh, just in time for, November. for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, I'll probably watch a couple episodes of, the, of it. It looks interesting. I think, like you said, John, Jenna Ortega. I think she, she looks the part of Wednesday. So I think if anything else,
0: I think that, um, looks promising. So. You also have Christina Richie is in it as a side character, which, you know, she played the original live action Wednesday Adams, Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Catherine zeta Jones is Morticia. Um Luis Guzman is Gomez. People are yeah. shitting on sh- I don't know why. People are I don't writing, know why. people are shitting on this for him playing uh Gomez. And he looks just like the original Gomez from like the very first Adams family. Yeah. So he looks, he, he looks legit. And I he also looks like the the animated one from the animation a few you know this past year so yeah. dude I'm, I'm excited for the cast i think it's going to be really fun um fred armison plays uncle fester so i, I that, that'll
2: I, be unique
0: I, i'm digging yeah. it you know it, it's it's only eight episodes so and it's tim burton i mean come on you know yeah yeah last last thing i'll bring up for movie news and then if anybody else wants to bring anything up they can Mel Gibson is, since we just got done talking Mel Gibson this past few, uh, just a few weeks ago, Mel Gibson is going to testify against Harvey Weinstein in the L.A. trial. Uh, I guess Harvey Weinstein's case is finally getting, I guess we're trying to put it to rest finally. You know, these Halloween movies, at least H2O, Resurrection, and Curse of Michael Myers, has Harvey Weinstein wrapped all in them because of, you know... um, Uh, What's the production studios act that did them Weinstein company. Yeah. The Weinstein company did all, you know, all these movies, Uh, but Mel Gibson's going to testify. I think this is what they need to finally like put this to rest and put him away. Um, That way it proves, you know, it's not just females that said, Hey, no, he's doing bad things. You know, I think it's good that they're getting male actors and, you know, males to say, no, he's a piece of piece of trash. Um, Has anybody keep it up with any of this uh, Weinstein trial? No, I
2: just know no. he's a piece
3: of
0: shit.
3: Yeah. yeah, he'll pay for his crimes. I mean, I don't. I mean, hell, they look, even he's lost all his money, his reputation, everything. I mean, every single one... Wo- those Oscars that he won basically mean nothing. So,
0: oh yeah, for
2: sure. So, give them, give them to us. We'll take an Oscar. We'll yeah. take Oscar. It means something to me. Yeah. CDR sorry, I was making fun of it. Uh CDR Electronics uh located at 1604 West I240 Service Road is your location for all of your electronic needs. And speaking of, you know, Halloween's coming up. We're talking about it today. Speaking of that, they are having a costume contest. Snap a photo in our store in any costume and post and tag at CDR Electronics, and they will choose three winners for a cash prize. So, I mean, go in there, check them out. They got a large selection of video games. I mean, a whole wall of Xbox, PS5, PS4. Dude,
0: if we we go in there as the Sanderson sisters,
3: we're winning that contest. Well, Johnny, I was going to say, this is your perfect time to dress up as Russell from Up and win us some some cash. (laughs) Hey, I mean, is 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 this something...
2: Is this something <laughs> we want to do, dude? If
0: y'all dress me up, if y'all dress me up as Russell, I'll go in there and take a fucking picture. <laughs> Excuse me, Mister Gusterson. <laughs> I'll do it. Watch. I wonder what the cash prize is. If it's a hundred bucks, we each get a. Well, we'll split that three ways. That's not here, uh, so okay. he don't he, he don't get anything.
2: <laughs> there, there it is, man. Oh, there dude, it yeah, do it. Yeah just walk in there here blu-ray 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 right instead of (laughs) sniping yeah oh man sorry let me get to it i'll take it you want answers i think i'm entitled you want answers i want the truth you can't handle the truth
0: that's still the best sign signed by sound bite that we have that's that's amazing exactly Um, But if you guys are just now joining us, this is the Truth segment where Zach spits uh, some truth facts about Halloween Ends.
3: Yeah, so uh, Halloween Ends uses the blue font used in Halloween 3 Season of the Witch for its opening credits. Yeah, because they had to remind us about that awesome jewel of a movie. The high school kids that ride in the black convertible, this is a homage to Halloween 5 and the character of mike who obsesses over his black convertible in that film both cars end up being uh, vandalized this is the only film in the series to feature another killer besides michael and nick castle the man who originally played michael myers in the original 1978 film has a cameo at the bar sequence as the as he flashes uh Corey as he collides into him
0: oh, nice um, those and are he facts. says, and he
3: says, and he says the famous line, "Do you like what you see?" I was like, "Okay, that's got to be." When I saw that, I was like, "That's got to be somebody from the series or something like that."
0: That's nice. Yeah, yeah, that's real good. Uh, this episode, guys, is also brought to you by OKC Soda Company. It's the OKC Soda Company located right here in Oklahoma City. They have all unique, special flavors, including strawberry shortcake, blueberry Akai, uh root beer, cherry lime made The Craft Soda Company of Oklahoma with super unique flavors made with all pure cane sugar. Um you can get them locally here at Crest Foods, Pruitt Foods, and you can also get them online at okcsodacompany.com. Don't forget to send in your emails and let them know that you heard it here first that you heard about OKC Soda Company from the Cinnamon Movie podcast. So, Zach, you also have some uh, Box Office Rewind, which is a new segment that you started just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, So what Zach normally does with this Box Office Rewind, depending on the year that the movie came out, um, he will let you know about the top four, five, or ten of the top movies that came out that year, top ten grossing movies. So since we're in the middle, or halfway at the butt end of 2022, Zach, I think that you ended up picking... What did you end up doing? Uh,
3: We're going to go back to the original Halloween 1978. Because I think all of us in this room, probably our listeners can probably guess Top Gun Mavericks, the number one film so far. We still have Black Panther and Avatar 2. So probably after sometime next year when we get final numbers, we'll we'll do 2022. But for today, uh, we're going to go back to 1978 from the original Halloween. We're going to do the top ten films that was the box office sensations or highest grossing. Uh, starting off with number 10, Halloween, ended up in 10th place. The Deer Hunter, Revenge of the pa- the Pink Panther. Jaws 2 was number 7. Hooper, I don't know what that is. Heaven Can Wait, Every Which Way But Loose. Number 3, National Lampoon's Animal House. Number 2, Superman. Anyone? Wanna, and number 1, which kind of surprised me but not really, is Grease. Grease was the number 1 film of
2: 1978. Oh, wow. You know one I don't want?
3: Yep, Greece brought in the money. <laughs> brought in the money, and that
0: is the box office rewind.
3: I'll get a Are clip you- for
2: that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Next is uh, it's our most favorite segment. I'm not gonna lie; it's 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 near and dear to all of our little bitty 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 hearts. Um, we're gonna talk our top five Jamie Lee Curtis movies. <laughs> all right guys so if any of you guys want to play along go ahead and send them in we'll read them at the end of next week's episode uh cinemen 9 one at gmail.com um, does anybody have any honorable mentions before going to number five? Uh, just for, uh, one for me is Halloween Kills. Um, I'm going to run through my three: Halloween 2 from 1980, Freaky Friday, and Terror Train. So, those are my uh, my three honorable mentions. Now we'll stick. We'll kick off with the uh, number five. Five. Zach, go ahead and kick us off. What's your number five?
3: Uh, number five is the film we're talking about today, Halloween Ends. So we'll get to it here in a little bit. Oh.
0: Uh, number five for me is going to be from early this year, or no, 2019. My bad. Knives Out. Um, even though she wasn't in it throughout the entire movie, I just thought it was a fun character for her. Um, she did bring somewhat of a you know light life to the uh, his, you know to the to the uh, whodunit situation, and I kind of liked her. Almost like a Karen attitude throughout the movie. Yeah. So number five for me is going to be Knives Out.
2: Craig, what about you? Uh, number five for me is going to be um, Freaky Friday, uh, Disney movie with. Um, oh shit! Who is, Lohan. is that? Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. Mm-hmm. Um, just a good, you know, kind of different than everything else she's done. Uh, I thought it was a, wasn't it a remake? Or did yep. they remake that movie?
3: No, I think it's a remake of a '40s or '50s Disney film. Okay, oh, I think man. maybe
2: there's a remake of okay that one. Yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was a good remake um, for the day. It was, or you know, that that era. Um, so yeah, it's my number five. Four. Zach, number four for you.
3: Uh, number four is a film we did earlier. I think it was in this during our we opened our a twenty four month, everything everywhere all at once, um, a film that. You know, I think it it's it was kind of divisive between all of us, but I think Jamie Lee Curtis it, r- it really surprised me when she showed up in this movie, and I thought honestly, I thought she kicked ass in it. Honestly, the, I didn't know she did a an interview for int for Halloween Ends, and Jimmy Kimmel was like, you know, you're getting a lot of Oscar buzz for this. I was, I mean, I'm kind of surprised by that, but I mean, like I said, she kicked ass, and I she was really awesome as kind of like the
0: side villain in it. Yeah, I saw I saw a pre uh. Like er, way too early predictions, like I think early this morning about Oscar buzz. And she looks like she could get nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, And that uh, Everything Ever All at Once is my number four. uh, This is from Jeremy. Uh, From what I know, there is one certain type of critic that didn't seem to enjoy this movie. So I'm curious what you guys
2: would have to say about this movie. Well, you are in the right Spot.
0: place. Yeah, we're about to we're about to discuss this Halloween ends. Um number four for me, classic holiday movie, Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis, Trading Places. Um fun, fun, fun movie. I watch it every single year. It's uh and honestly it's one of like I think it's one of the biggest movies that she did like after right after Halloween. So um, unfortunately people only talk about this movie cause it's like the first movie that she shows her breasticles in, but honestly, it's just a fun movie. Um, it's good to see the trading places literally of Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy and Jimmy Lee Curtis plays, um, <clears throat> a good little side character on, in, in the movie. So, uh, number four for me is trading places. That. Oh, nope. you just went. Sorry. Craig.
2: Yeah, uh number four for me is gonna be 2021's Halloween Kills. Um, I know the movie kind of gets a little we all kind of shit on it a little bit when we talked about it. Um, but I think it was I liked it. It, it was good in the moment for her because it was it was up is upbeat. It was it was a, a fast-paced movie, you know, she was it was hectic. I just think she really, kind of. I don't know. It's just it was good for her. Um, I, I I don't really know how to explain it, but I, I liked her in it. So it's my number four.
3: After you know, I did a rewatch of it before going to see ends. I think she's still very prominent in it, even though she kind of takes a backseat of what's really going on throughout the
2: story. Yeah, but it, like the, I really liked her you know when they're leaving the house from yeah so yeah three
3: uh my number three is gonna be uh the one that started it all the classic halloween courtesy of johnny (laughs) he uh let me have an extra copy of his that got sent in the mail um i mean you know what i don't know what else you could say more about the original halloween other than it's a classic i think it pretty much skyrocketed her to fame and she kind of became the new scream queen because of it. And, you know, we get to see it all, it, how it all ends. So uh, number, number three is Halloween from
0: 1978. Uh, number three for me is going to be a movie that needs to be on Blu-ray. And I don't know why the hell they're not putting it on there, but number three is going to be true lies from 1994. Um, are on you sure four- you want it in Blu-ray? Or do you want it in 4k? I wanted a fucking Blu-ray. Okay. It's, it's <laughs> only been on DVD and I don't know why. But Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis, Tom Arnold, Bill Paxton, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Helen, uh, or Jamie Lee Curtis, they're, they play a married couple, directed by James Cameron. This is just a fun, action-packed comedy, thriller, and, um, you know, it's just it's a balls-out, fun movie, man. It's a 90s action flick, and Jamie Lee Curtis plays, you know... Um, a heartthrob of a wife next to Arnold Schwarzenegger and, you know, him being the husband and he's, a he's heart like, a, as well, he is a heartthrob in this movie. <laughs> it's, it's it's just a, just a bang out comedy, man. And uh, I think throughout the whole movie, she doesn't know that he is who he is. Um And then there's that famous scene where she's like stripping for him and he's the husband and he's like, they don't know that they're both right there. So um true lies is a fun movie and I really do wish it could hurry up and get a blue release. Um, it's on hulu I'd like to
2: talk about it one day oh. so true lies is number yeah. three for me y'all get the Jimmy Lee cutters yeah Craig number uh, three for you I'm gonna follow you true lies it is a great Christmas movie uh even though people say it's not um yeah like you said everything about the movie it's just a, it's a good good action good comedy um and I think outside of Halloween that is her uh one of our other you know most well known films so her
0: bread and butters 2
2: exact number 2
3: uh number 2 uh got to see this in theaters when it came out in 2019 loved it uh knives out like you said jo- like you said Johnny she kind of played Jamie Lee Curtis kind of plays like a Karen type of a character i think she play. i think she's she's um chris evans's mom i think if i'm not mistaken um i mean you know for it to be an all star cast with Daniel Craig, Anna Diarmas, Chris Evans, Michael Shannon, Tony Collette. I mean, she the scenes that she's in, she sticks out, and so <clears> I think <throat> she's she, you know, she doesn't have to be the lead in a, in a movie, and she's able to shine. Um, I mean, I, I am a little bummed that she's not in the new one, Glass Onion, but I'm kind of glad that they're kind of doing like a anthology thing where it's going to be a new mystery with
0: uh, Daniel Craig. So, Nine Nine not out, ex- number two. I'm not excited about a being on Netflix only though. I think it'll, like gonna... it'll be in theaters. Will it for for Thanksgiving it'll be out in theaters. Oh, okay, okay. So good, good. Number two for me, uh Zach, I think you already mentioned it. Classic. We did a whole episode on it. We don't have to spend much time on it. It's gonna be Halloween. Yep. I don't think neither one of them, the franchise or her, kick off the way they do or have that much of a big success without uh those two. So and i i don't know about you guys, but I'm doing this solely based off her performance in the movies. Yeah. So my
2: favorite performance from her. So
0: number two is Halloween.
2: Craig. Uh, number two for me is going to be Halloween 2018. Um, just kind mm-hmm. of the 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 start of the quote-unquote reboot. I, Requel, I Requel trilogy, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, I. I You know they they could have ended it the they could have left it alone, but they didn't. And I think the 2018 film is amongst the top. So. One. All right, Zach. This is gonna be interesting. You've already named off
0: Halloween. What's number one for you?
3: Uh, number one. I I I agree, Johnny. I'm kind of glad you said you're kind of basing yours off of performances. Is it Uh, is it Halloween Resurrection? Ah, you got me. Dang it. (laughs) No, uh number 1 is 2018's Halloween. Oh. Um I think her performance in not her performance in 2018's Halloween is really she was able to um basically redesign Laurie Strode and I'm you know she's a alcoholic PTSD survivalist at this point and I think she did awesome. It, it's even it's very different from the performance that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Um but I <laughs> but I um yeah, I absolutely. I don't,
0: nobody, I don't want nobody reading my mind. There you go. Yeah, because we Jesus know from signs. Yes, <laughs> I wasn't here.
3: <laughs> but um, yeah, 2018 is Halloween. Yeah, put it on eBay. <laughs> Say it's a it's a prop from the set. Let's, let's see it how is. much money you can get. Um, um. Yeah, 2018
0: Halloween is uh number one for me. Number one. I I, I got kind of a tie. I should have just put this in the honorable mention, but I wanted to spend a little bit more time on it. Number one B for me is going to be Halloween H2O. I don't know. People are like, Halloween H2O, the movie kind of fucking sucks. Yeah, the movie does kind of fucking suck. But the way Halloween H2O ended was, was just perfect. The way Jamie Lee Curtis played Laurie Strode 20 years later about being the drunk, kind of abusive mom, a single mom. They took that same... Lori Strode and put her in 2018's version, which was fine, which was cool. But I just think she portrayed Lori Strode so much better in H2O. Um, number one A for me is going to be, um, My Girl when she plays the stepmother, or she, you know, she plays the, uh, the dad's girlfriend, um, Dan Aykroyd's girlfriend in My Girl. Um, if anybody hasn't seen my girl, I think you should go out and check this out. It's a it's a very coming of age story about this little uh, about a little girl. She grows up living, you know, in a um, funeral home. Her dad owns a funeral home, and he goes out. And he needs somebody to put makeup on the bodies after they pass away. So Jamie Lee Curtis is that person. She plays Shelly in the movie, and uh, you know she's just a very good mother figure and. Um, Girlfriend figure for for Dan Aykroyd. Macaulay Culkin's in it. You're going to cry your eyes out in the middle of a movie, I promise you. So go check it out. Number one for me is uh, my girl. Jamie Lee Curtis plays Shelly. So, Craig? Uh,
2: Number one for me is going to (gasps) be 1978's Halloween. Um, You guys kind of based it off of performances. Um, I don't think this is her best performance. Um, But I do think it is... You know, it's it's classic. It's it's the one that kind of kicked her off and made her what she is. So uh, Halloween is going to be number my number one. Halloween did make her. She made Halloween. Halloween made her. Yeah, it's kind of like a
0: Batman of the Joker. You know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> The top five every week is brought to you by Red and Blue's Pizza. Red and Blue's Pizza is open seven days a week right here locally in Oklahoma City. Check them out at four, four 4500 South May Avenue right here in Oklahoma City. You can also give them a call and get your pizza made over the phone, 405-602-2838. Um, they have all kinds of good deals, great pizza at a fun, affordable price for the entire family. If pizza's not your deal, they have cheeseburgers, they have wings gyros uh cinnamon sticks and they also have um salads so check them out red and blue's pizza they have food and prices great for the entire family friday night why not make it a red and blue's night or any night of the week uh get your favorite kind of pizza get a movie and check out uh listen to the or watch us and uh enjoy your pizza so uh, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about the director before we dig into the movie because it's that time. Um, David Gordon Green is at the helm of all these new three Halloween movies. He's also done some other kind of uh, directing as well. So we'll kind of go through his uh, filmography a little bit and kind of see what he's uh, he's done. He's, of course, directed Halloween Ends. Um, a few TV shows, Halloween Kills, Halloween 2018. Um, he's also done Stronger with... Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Our Brand is Crisis with Sandra Bullock. Um, he's done a few episodes of Eastbound and Down. He's directed Joe, Prince Avalanche, The Sitter, Your Highness, Pineapple Express. Um, so him and... Danny McBride are known to be, like, comedy writers and directors. Um, Does anybody have, like, an overall favorite film that he's directed yet? Or does anybody want to save that for the end of the episode? If I had to pick something, obviously, um, he's done really good with the Halloween movies. I I take my hat off to him. But Pineapple Express, to me, was his – it's the one that brought me to – yeah, it's his, his cup of tea. And I think it was just a funny, hilarious fucking comedy movie. Zach? Um, uh, I mean, Halloween would
3: probably be, Halloween 2018 would be number one for me, but outside of that, uh, yeah, I would agree. Pineapple Express and uh, Joe with the Nicolas Cage. Really, really good film.
2: Craig? Pineapple Express for me, easily. All right, guys, that's what we
0: are talking about today. We are talking Halloween ends which had a theatrical release this past Friday, uh, October 14th, 2022. Um, With a budget of $20 million right now, uh, it's number one at the box office. It's sitting at a little over $45 million for the opening weekend. Um, We'll talk about some of these ratings right now. IMDb has it at 5.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes it's sitting at a 39%. The Metascore is at 45% while the Google users have it at 63%. The saga of Michael Myers and Laurie Strode comes to a spine-chilling climax in this final installment of this Halloween trilogy, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Andy Matchcheck, James Jude Courtney, um, Rohan Campbell, Will Patton, uh, directed by david gordon green also helped with written by danny mcbride um also stars kyle richards plays Lindsay. um so guys let's let's dig into it uh i think out of all of us um zach are you the only one who checked it out in the theater
3: i believe so uh, you saw it on peacock craig did you watch it on peacock okay i did yeah. i yep.
0: i checked it out on peacock as well um you know, spoiler alert. So if you have not seen Halloween Ends yet, pause this at 45 minutes. Go check out the movie. It's on Peacock. It's in theaters right now. Um, my one simple word that I would have to use uh, right when the movie was over would be... I, I think this is going to probably piss some people off, but I'm going to say fulfilling. As soon as those credits start rolling. Uh, Zach? Um.
3: Interesting choices that left me fulfilled and cold at the same time.
0: Ooh, cold. Sounds like a fucking sandwich. Uh, (laughs) Craig, what about you?
2: Zach, I feel you on that. Um, I'm going to go with... um, It was solid, and they tied the bow. They wrapped it up. They,
0: wrap, they wrapped it up, all right. Let's um, Let's let's talk about it, guys. Again, spoiler heavy, 47 minutes into the episode. Um, what do you guys think of Corey's intro, and what did you think? the First off, what did you guys think the film was going when you saw the opening of the boy's death and your first look at Corey?
3: Yeah, I mean the the opening the opening main sequence before you get to the the credits is, you know, Corey is a babysitter. He's taking care taking care of this kid for for a rich couple, and they're what they're watching the thing, which I thought was a good John Carpenter reference, and basically the little boy uh, Jeremy like plays a prank on Corey, locks him in the attic, and. You know, it's kind of, they're kind of going back and forth between sequences and the parents come home and Corey kicks the door so hard and it's believe. I think it was an accident. Overall, the boy falls to his death from the top floor yeah. of the house. And so Corey basically gets chastised and crucified and basically that sets off the rest of the film. What do you guys think about it?
2: Uh So... When he when he initially looked down the stairs, I was like, "Man, that's a long fall." And yeah. <laughs> uh, funny enough, they use it. Um, I I thought initially when it happened, because they didn't see him uh, up top, so I thought initially when it happened, he was going to like have the knife or something up there, and he's going to be like, you know, he's he's back. You know, I thought yeah. they were going to try to do that. Yeah, and that's the route it was going to go, even though Michael Myers wasn't back you know, he was going to try to do that, and then the whole town was going to get up in a, you know, fringes and again. arms and, and yeah. go and try to find them or whatever, and then they'd stumble across them or whatever. But um, I think the route that they went where it kind of shows that you know, things can trigger trauma yeah. and, and, and trigger insanity and um, you know, how you treat people affects the outcome of things. Um, yeah. so I think it was very the subtleness of that, as well as like the outcome of everything else, I think worked well together. I, I, I like that
0: being put to use because it seems like everybody that I've talked to, everybody that I've, you know, all the people I've talked to or all the reviews I'm reading, they are just not happy with this movie at all. They're completely. Trashing the movie; it has nothing to do with the storyline. And I think we kind of talked about this last year when we talked about Halloween Kills. We knew David Gordon Green was going to probably go a Halloween Three: Season of the Witch route. Like we knew that you know his third installment may be off the off the rail. We we knew we knew that going in. At least that's what we kind of had talked about. But I think I mean honestly. Did you want a two-hour movie of just Laurie and Michael going back and forth? I just, I just really enjoyed how David Gordon Green put realism into this Halloween story.
1: Yeah, like he, yeah. he you
0: know, he he put real life matters, real life issues. <clears throat> you know what? And I, and I do think we we complained about it a little bit last year, how this Michael in Halloween Kills was an absolute terror killing machine.
3: Yeah. You know, yeah. some
0: of some of us were complaining about it, but you know, you know, looking back and watching all 3 of them now I'm like there's reason he did that in Halloween kills. Yeah, it makes not, sense. Yeah, you're yeah. not going to get that in Halloween
2: ends. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what I talked about after that movie. I was like, no, you know, you can it, it w- I didn't like the way it was when it first came out, but I said we have to wait for the third one. We have to wait for the story. And it all makes sense. He puts everything out there in the second one and he's able to tell the story and wrap things up in the third one.
3: Yeah, and I think, you know, there's, I, reading some reviews about this film and kind of the whole trilogy, the the trilogy as is, people are upset because of the social commentary aspect of these films. And I get, you don't need to do social commentary in a Halloween movie. You just want to see Michael just F some people up. But at the end of the day, if you really just like analyze these films, the first one was Laurie's Trauma. How did that affect her 40 years after the initial attack? Halloween kills is the actual Haddonfield town. How does the, the myth of Michael Myers affect an entire population of people, basically. And then in this one, it's more of because we don't really know the backstory of Michael, how does trauma and being accused of something that you didn't do, how does it affect you? And in this case with Corey, he becomes
0: the a resemblance of Michael. a resemblance of Michael. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. They even say it in the movie, you know, they're like, uh, I think one of the moms right say that, you know, um, your boogeyman didn't go off and die, or we we couldn't blame, you know, your boogeyman is gone. So now the town had to pick out and find a new boogeyman to to yes. kind of model and pick after. Yeah, and unfortunately, you know, it was just Corey's uh, Corey's bad doing all. Right. What, what did you guys think of though? That, that first hour really is Corey's, it's Corey's film. Did you guys enjoy the aspect of the story being more on the daughter and Corey than anything else? I, I know that's what a lot of people are having issues with right now is the first hour of the movie.
3: To be honest, the first, for me, in my personal opinion, the first 20 to 30 minutes of the movie, I really was into it. I was like, "Wow, this is better than Kills. This is actually going to end on a high note. And and we can talk about it. I, I I feel like when Corey goes, I and I liked the like answering your question, Johnny. I liked the relationship between Corey and Allison. I thought that was kind of a cool boy meets girl type thing. When Corey goes into the sewer, or he gets dragged in the sewer, and then when Michael like choke like puts his hand on his neck and chokes him, I get later what Laurie is saying about he's infected by. Michael's evil but it just for me when I was sitting in the theater I was just like is this what we're doing just like evil is just being transported
2: from Michael to Corey and that's what leads him it's not being transported so at the end of Halloween kill or yeah Halloween kills what's Michael doing he's looking in the window and he sees his eyes right he sees the same pain in Corey's eyes and realizes that he has that same potential so he lets him go because he understands that Corey is dealing with the same trauma that he was dealing with.
3: But that makes sense now, because like, on thinking about it, oh guys, like, okay, so uh, okay. he basically, he he spared Corey because he
0: knows, he knows that he's dealing with shit too. So, so exactly. You, so when you first saw it in the theater, Zach, you thought... It was like
3: was... evil is being transported <laughs> into him. I was like, oh God, you thought, you <laughs> is thought, this so, what we're doing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought was happening.
0: You you thought some Jason goes to hell shit was happening where Jason's heart and soul goes from one person to another. Yeah,
3: yeah. I gotcha. So, but that makes a lot more sense that Michael lets him go because he understands his trauma or what he's going through.
2: And I I think, like I said, it, it ties in perfectly with the end of Halloween Kills because that's the last thing you see of Michael is him looking in the window, seeing his own eyes. And, and him kind of acknowledging that he is dealing with shit. And I think that's why he goes away because he's like, you know, he is a monster, but he's still human. Yeah. I, I, how? I don't know. He goes through all like hell and back basically to kill Freemous. people. Yeah. But I, I just, I, I think when you're able to tie in a movie like that and have it happen subtly, that is good writing. Well, even the,
3: even the, the opening credits of like the, the pumpkins kind of like coming like they're almost like self imploding on themselves and they're like they're eating within the inside. It's that's a symbolized that's a symbol of infection. Like it, the, yeah. the infection grows until it can't be controlled anymore. So I thought that in retrospect, I was like, that's a good opening tease for what was about to happen.
0: The first hour to me was a little slow, like in the first initial watch, but now looking back at it, I'm like, you know, I didn't have a, I don't really think I'm going to have an issue with that first hour anymore because you, you were getting so much ingredients thrown to you that the pacing was actually pretty fun. You, you got the little flick romance between Will Patton and Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. You know, I know a lot of people were upset because Jamie Lee Curtis wasn't in this movie like maybe she, they, they wanted her to be. But I think she was sprinkled out just enough. Yeah. You know, I think when you did see her on screen, you know, she was happy. She was yeah. in her house. She was at the grocery store with Will Patton. Uh, there were some scenes where she was also sad. The, the customer outside the grocery store was was, you know, dogging on her, completely ruined her day. Yeah. Um. And that was the woman from Kills
3: that her she gets like stabbed in the throat with a light bulb or something. Yeah. 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 And then which
2: go ahead. I was just you know, uh, when she kind of realizes that maybe Corey isn't the the nice boy that she thought she was. You know, she's dealing with not only, you know, all of that, but she's she's like, man, you know, I, I, I want. I want her to, I want my granddaughter to be so happy that I'm forcing her, you know, I'm pretty much trying to place her in a relationship when she's not letting things happen organically. And I think by her realizing that, you know, when she realizes that Corey's not maybe necessarily the guy that she thought, she feels guilty and she has to to go out and try to fix things and and do it herself. But that's just what I was going to say. Yeah. To add on to it.
3: Um, did you guys like, I I like Lori, her commentary over like after the end credits, the the opening credits, it was kind of like a previously on Halloween and they go back all the way to 1978 and they kind of like remind us of everything that's happened. And now Lori, like you said, Johnny, she's happy. She has a memoir. She's writing her memoir. She has almost like a new. This this Laurie is very different from the
0: 2018 Laurie. Like mm-hmm. she's has a new outlook on life, saying like. And let's remind people that way. Like Halloween and Halloween Kills happens in the exact same night. Yes, exactly. So so those two movies. And this is know, four years later. And this is yeah, exactly. This is four years later. So I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to touch on that just for a minute. Did you guys enjoy that part too? Because I I thought it was pretty cool. You know that yeah. that, that it didn't happen. You know, the next Halloween. I'm glad that they took literally movie time four years yeah. in between the incidents.
3: Because I like if they had done and like this is another story that happened on the same 2018. I was like, I don't know what else you could do from that, honestly. Yeah. So I'm glad they
0: did like a time jump for that. Yeah, I also enjoyed because in those four years, Michael in 2018's version, he, Michael's what in his 60s. Yeah. So now, so many years later. I know you guys had to enjoy when he was down in the sewer, how he looked his age down in
2: the sewer. Yeah. yeah. Not, not just looked, he acted. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah.
0: I thought that was, I thought that was just fine, fine detail work on, as far as the writing goes. Cause Did when you... Corey, when
3: Corey's beating on him, like trying to like get away, like he like falls back and like, there was really a moment where I was like, is Michael really going to die? And Corey is going to like, yeah. be the mantle of Michael. I and thought that's Corey... like, that's who. That's who Lori's
0: gonna fight at the end of the movie. Yeah, I thought. Well, because you know, when you're in, in the previews, you see Lori take the mask off of Michael, and then it cuts to Halloween Kills title card. Yeah. So when I'm when I'm watching Corey beating the hell out of Michael, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking he's gonna kill Michael, and then when Lori takes the mask off of him in the trailer, oh, that was Corey. Yeah. So, you know, and there's there's all different kinds of ways this
2: movie could have <laughs> ended. People probably. Uh, like, I, I do like how michael was you know kind of you know he, he's he's an old guy you know he, he he doesn't have the lust to kill right now so you know when he's when he's when Corey's beating on him it's just an old man it's not anybody who's you know he, he doesn't have any recent memory of trauma or hatred so he's just kind of this old old guy and that's what he is and and once he gets that one little, kill yeah kill and and taste and sense of blood he just kind of you can see him i don't want to say powered up but he's just like that's what it is he hopefully is brother he's re he's reinvigorated (laughs) reinvigorated with the the sense and the um um the urge i don't want to say excitement not not enjoyment but excitement to kill like it's like he's like this he's meant for this that's yeah and so when he gets it he's because when, when uh, Corey Lurie's um,
3: Allison's ex-boyfriend, who's like a cop, into the sewer and they beat him up and when he's basically saying, do it, do it. And then when Michael, like... You could just see, like, he does the first stab and then, it, like you said, I, I agree with what you said, Craig. He just powers up, basically. And he starts going at him, like, tooth and nail. And then when he rises up, it was like, okay, so Michael... Like, it literally, his life source is finally returned to him almost in a weird way.
2: Yeah. I just think his four years away. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry. His, yeah, four years, <laughs> his, his four years away and in the sewer, he just kind of, um, you know, forgets everything and he's not, you know, he's just a person at that point. But when he gets that kill, he, he, he senses that, like a he's blood, like,
0: he's like a shark in the water.
2: Yeah, and, and I wanted to bring that up. I'm all thrown what, off. What'd you guys think of the homeless guy who,
0: you know, he went to Corey and he was like, "Why did you make it out of there? Everybody he takes down there, they don't come back." You know,
2: why isn't he dead?
0: Yeah, um, and he he was the first initial like kill for Corey, and I thought that was 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 pretty fun. I guess seeing Corey kill somebody. Fine.
2: Yeah, um, I think it just, you know, once you kind of see Corey take that next step of being kind of crazy, yeah. it was interesting, and to, to see them kind of be like a team up, and when he when he pulled the knife out of the the concrete in yeah. the yeah in the the sewer, and you it's just like kind all of rested. see the sheen, yeah, it was like. It's coming full circle. He's coming back.
3: Did you guys, did you like the idea of Corey? Like I said, he's kind of the, he's like the new um, shun person society. And there's Mm -hmm. these group of school bullies that kind of like attack him at, they want him to buy beer at like a convenience store and they attack him. Um, Did you initially like the idea of Lori kind of taking up for him? And then eventually it's a, it's a spiral progression of, you get he she knows that there's something she he's damaged, but he wants she wants to take care of him, but then because she's slowly knows. but when she slowly when he slowly transforms into michael you 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 it's a different like a different care like of okay you des- <clears throat> you need help to the point of you need to stay away from my granddaughter
2: yeah i, I think initially she sees something in him that maybe she feels. And she's like, you know, I've been down that path. I've been down the, the point where people treat you like you're a cancer and yeah. you're you're the issue of the town. And, um, you know, I, I think that's why she kind of sticks out for him and, and wants to make him feel like, you know, not everybody is against you, even though, you know, you have had something traumatizing happen to you. Right. And I, I think it was a good It was a good kind of subplot for for everything to to have her kind of come full circle and see from the outside somebody dealing with the same trauma that she's dealing with.
1: Yeah.
2: And, you know, because if you go through the same steps of, you know, um, Michael comes out uh, after four years, he comes out of nowhere and he's chasing her again. It's like, why did he wait four years? Yeah. Why? So the Corey subplot not only adds to another layer to the film, it, it it brings Michael back in a sense, in a way that makes sense. Yeah.
3: Because like in the trailer, you see Corey go, and that's what kind of like frightened me a little bit about seeing this film is, Corey goes into the sewer, and it sets it up to be kind of like a, an it situation, where like Michael's like a, just a creature that kills people and like lures them in. That only really happens once. And then finally he... Is he's out. out sewer, yeah. yeah, and it, it's now a free fall
2: of who's gonna who's gonna die. <laughs> yeah, but when when they kind of team up and they go to that doctor's house. Yeah. And um, he he's wearing that kind of like the, what kind of mask is that? Like a pumpkin. It was a,
3: it was a scarecrow. Scarecrow. Right? Yeah. Scarecrow. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's wearing that scarecrow mask, and he's sitting there, and he's just stabbing that doctor to death. Yeah. And you see the light come on. It's just like okay, so he's really, just going like full blown going for it, while Michael, I guess, is chilling in the cellar or in the in the sewers. And then you know she locks the door on him, and Michael comes out from behind her and just
3: does puts the her classic up the wall. Yeah. yeah, I was just
2: like, all right, now we kind We're of get it, have- it somewhere.
3: Yeah, um, and. And something, something else, everyone that dies in this movie deserves to die. Like, they're just, they're jerks, they're assholes. The kids,
2: each except one the of them. Except the little boy at
3: the beginning. Well, yeah, actually, the,
2: he was kind of a dick.
3: Yep, yeah, I mean, he, he, <laughs> taunted, he taunted Corey, basically. And except for the uncle that gets, like, shot in the head by accident. That was kind of a, that I mean, was the good. only one. Because even the mother, yeah. like even the mother is very like like psychologically damaging him, like you know, oh, if yeah, you're gonna be sure. if you're gonna go be around the girl, you know, you might as well just get out of the house, all this and that. It's just like yeah. okay, so you're gonna die a horrible death. Um, and the DJ, the DJ's death is like that one that one was probably <laughs> the most brutal one in the movie. Yeah.
2: So the the scenes like after Corey has kind of already committed the first kill and he's like trying to convince Allison. Allison to run away with him. Yeah. I was like, are, are they going to become like a... See, so I, I was kind of thinking, I was like, man, I really hope they don't kill Michael in this movie and then do like a spinoff of like him and her yeah, doing some type of Halloween stuff.
3: I thought I thought the same thing. I don't I didn't because they kept playing the idea of Corey keeps saying we just need to burn it down, we need to just to yeah. destroy it. And then Allison starts to get on his side. And then when it's and when it's revealed that the other nurse gets a promotion, she kind of has like an anger moment. Yeah. And it was just like, is she gonna turn? And then maybe is she the one that maybe kills Corey and Jay, and Lori? But I mean I'm glad they didn't go that route, though, because it's like yeah. Allison is still. I think out of all of them, she's the purest, just because she even going back to that first film, the nineteen, the 2018 mm-hmm. one. She wants nothing to do with it. She just yeah. wants to live her life.
2: So, but I, I think this film does a lot more than just the slasher flick. It's, yeah. it's, it's showing how how impactful or blinded you can be whenever you have feelings for somebody like Mm -hmm. she she was all in on Corey. she was enjoying his company she loved him i guess and you know he's 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 already kind of damaged at this moment so he's like you know we need to do this we need to do that and he's he's clouding our judgment and and i think it's it's portraying on film like you can be cloudy and and go down the path that you don't need to be going down so i think right. it's this film does a very good job of not only telling a story but having a subplot to help tell the story and then kind of layering um real life issues into the movie yeah and
3: i like the idea that there's a scene where at, during after the party he kind of has he meets the the mother of the of the boy that was killed, and she's just you know she's kind of like oh so you're out here having dancing out having a good time while I'm down here I'm drinking, um just you've ruined our life and everything and um Allison chases uh Corey out out of the out of the bar. And they kind of have the conversation of our traumas are very different. You know, you're accused of murder. I lost my parents in the massacre that happened four years ago. But it's we can we can put our traumas behind us because yeah. I, I care about you as a person. I don't care what other people think about you, but he doesn't he's unable to get past that
4: basically.
2: Yeah. You're muted, Johnny. Johnny.
0: You're muted. Fuck. <laughs> <I heard> you. <laughs> I, I, I do think uh I do like the, you guys were talking about the doctor's death. I yeah. do think when Michael finally does get that first initial kill outside of the sewer oh. hole, yeah. like you know, that's where business starts picking up and I think it's just fun. You know, I, I, it's just fun that you get more, like Craig, yeah, I think you were talking about it. You get more than just a slasher flick. Yeah, You, you get a psychological thriller. You get a horror film. You get a you kind of get like a love story going on between Corey and Allison. And I liked how they focused this movie more on Allison. I know people are upset because, well, Jamie Lee Curtis, it's her her story. She needs to end it. She does, but it's also Allison's story. She's been in all three movies. It's her family's story. And I just, I enjoyed that they focused more on just Michael and Jamie Lee Curtis.
2: Yeah, and no, I definitely agree with you. It is, at this point, it's not, it's a strode issue. It's it's not a tag team. It's not a Jamie Lee Curtis. It, it's that entire family. They've all dealt with it. The the her, you know Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter Allison's mother. She died because of it. Um, they've both had numerous people. Her boyfriend, in the first one, or was it the second one?
3: It was the second one. Second the, one. He, yeah, he get
2: killed off. Yeah. Allison's boyfriend dies. So they're they've all been impacted. Very you know, very impactful for Michael. So at that point, it's not just Jamie Lee Curtis dealing with it. So adding her into the story, I think, makes sense. Because, like I said, it's you see Jamie Lee Curtis in pretty much all the Halloweens. Yeah. And you see how it's impacted her. And I think adding just a little bit of Allison in the final movie makes a little bit of sense. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I like the idea. It's
3: analogy of it's a cancer that has spread beyond Laurie. It's affect it's affected her daughter Karen, who ultimately gets killed by Michael, and now it's affecting Allison. And the fact that by the end of this movie, she has to leave Haddonfield just to literally start over and get you yeah. know just get like a new
2: life. Even though, even though Michael's been gone for four years, so you know it's yeah. not like. It's not like, oh, time time heals all wounds, as I say. It's like, no, it's been four years without anything happening. And I still kind of, there's just this shadow hanging over us. Was there,
3: did anyone have like a, and this is probably just nitpicking, but did anyone have like the, has he been down there for four years? And, you know, didn't he, didn't, you know, just the logic of it. Was it, he, did it bother anybody? Did. Just cannibalize people?
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm glad you kind of brought that up, just a fantasy book, what he did while he was down there. But, yeah, I, I think he did, you know, cannibalize, eat what he could. In the first, in the very first movie, in 78, you hear Dr. Loom was talking about the dog was still warm.
2: So he eats dogs. Oh, yeah. We we know that from the beginning. So, you know, I, yeah, he's, he's. I mean, so, so, yeah, when you go in there, you don't see any bodies, even though he's killed anybody and everything who goes down there. It's mm-hmm. a, a homeless village from what it looks like. So he's killed everybody up to that point. Even the old man says, you know, he, how did you get out? So that means that things have gone in and nothing come out, but you don't see any bodies. So yeah. I think that's really what he's done. He's he's killed and ate anything that came in there and just kind of been Gently in his own albert, little, little <laughs> tomb, sanctuary, I guess. Yeah. I like
3: I like the um. when when Lori kind of starts to get the sense that there's something wrong. There we go.
0: The 4K bad guy says the homeless man was sharing his leftover food. <laughs>
2: there
0: you go. Hey, maybe, you know what, Drew? If you, if you want to fantasize
2: too, like maybe that was Michael's lookout. He could have been yeah. like, hey,
0: you know. Yeah, you know, you maybe he
2: was about to kill him and he's like, hey, I'll leave you down here and I'll bring you, f-, you know, you never know. Yeah. I think that would have been an interesting little 15 second clip though. Like at it's, the probably, it's probably probably
3: it's probably a deleted scene I'll
0: bet you so hey, a, lot of, a a lot of people you know throughout the, the the two movies one and two uh the doctor was saying it in Halloween 2018 they they mentioned it in Halloween kills again were you guys worried or upset that there was no words again dished out by Michael in this movie because you know throughout the first two movies people are talking about hey he's gonna talk he's got to say something what's he, what's gonna be his first words? they tease it in both movies, but it was never again teased in this movie. Did you guys want to hear him say or utter something or, you know, cause that was something that never got brought up again in this movie.
3: I'm kind of, I'm surprised that they didn't. There was part of me that wanted that to happen just for him. Like in the, the kitchen battle between him and Lori, I really thought when they, when he, when she pins him to the table, I really thought he would say something. But I'm glad that they didn't because it would just I don't know what you would say in that moment, especially on my
2: in Michael's perspective, but it, be sounded like the iron giant for yeah. <laughs> right. I what? mean he's he's been away and isolated for four years, he hasn't talked much in any other movie, so like does Why he really do know how that? to talk? Does he know how to communicate? I mean, he's yeah. been psychologically. I mean, did you want I mean did that, I that was one, pretty that
0: insane?
3: Yeah, I, I mean, like that. When he's going, when he's killing that doctor, he looks up. It it is kind of freaky.
0: Yeah. What if Michael did say "I love you"?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
3: am uh, your brother. That was. <laughs> <laughs> it would just like sets everything back up in motion.
0: Or his his voice changes to James Earl Jones, and he says, "Sister,
2: you are sister." <laughs> no. <laughs> I, you know, it's, in that moment. I don't know what could have been said to make that, you. I know that's like one of the big plot holes that a lot of people have are having issues with. Like,
0: oh, you you teased, you teased uh, him speaking in the first two movies, and
2: people wanted it so bad. Now you don't even,
0: you know, respond. But, but I don't know.
2: I, I like but, it. But it, guess what? If he says something <laughs> and it's dumb as shit, people are going to be like, "Where did he even talk?" You know yeah, what I
3: mean? that's true if you don't pick the right one Die. people are gonna have issues with it so Die. you know Me, while, while, while we're
0: while we're getting <laughs> some while we're getting some comments here on the youtube channel I would love <laughs> to start hearing some people's uh some star ratings one out of ten if you guys want to start sending in some star ratings that'll I think that'll start being uh interesting um so what did you guys think you know of Corey? Finally, getting to Jamie and kind of the climaxing of the film went when, when uh, Corey does finally
2: do away with himself, um, which which is crazy because you know he's you know he tells her like if if I can't have Allison, nobody can, which is complete psycho shit. Oof, here um, we are,
0: we're getting we're getting into some ratings, but eight for Franco, six and a half for Tiff.
2: Mm. you know when when you know she's up there and it it looks like she's gonna you know kind of kill herself and she shoots the pumpkin which the halloween pumpkin um and he kind of comes in and she's like you really thought i was gonna kill myself and then shoots him twice and he falls down the stairs i'm like okay did anybody think she was really gonna kill herself
3: yeah did you i I thought so yeah like but but i would have been mad i'd be like really like you set this whole thing up and like that's how she that's how she she ends she
2: survived Michael for this many years, and she's gonna off herself. You know, yeah. But you know, but you know
0: what? I, I would have. I thought it was gonna happen. and I would have honestly enjoyed it and liked it because I'm sure you would have. You crazy? No, 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 not like that. <laughs> because because it would have shown you that not only didn't you know all the stuff that Michael put her through. That's not what drove her over the board. It's losing her granddaughter that threw her over the board. Yeah, yeah. So no, that yeah, that makes sense. Well, not that just was,
2: losing a granddaughter, but putting her in that situation. So she, you know,
0: so so that would tell you like, th- that's what would have made me seem like uh, I'm excited that she would have committed suicide because you know Michael didn't make her do it. Losing her granddaughter and all that stuff with her granddaughter made her do it. Yeah. yeah. So and then you know you and then you would have had the ending probably be like Allison would have had to survive not just Corey now but Michael as well.
2: Then yeah, yeah then you kind of put her, you know, then it. If it were to happen, it would make sense because you know you kind of focus the movie on Allison initially, right? But you still have Jamie there. But then Jamie does that, and she's like, "No, Grandma." Yeah, but yeah, I think if you if you were to do it, I think that would have been a good ending because she would have, you know, probably seen him there with a knife or something like that. Maybe thought he killed her because didn't she showed up just like right after everything? Yeah, and. But yeah, him stabbing himself in the neck when eight out of ten, when he knew that she was coming in, I was like, "Yo, this dude is legit crazy."
3: Yeah. Well, and not, and I mean, and really, we haven't really talked about it, but then, but when, um, when Corey goes back to the sewer, he beats up Michael, takes his mask, Daddy. and I think that pretty much sets Michael against Corey, because when he comes back to get, when Michael comes back and gets the mask, you know. Corey is still alive, bleeding out from the neck, and he Michael just finishes him off right there yeah. and
2: there. He's like, I know you're already dead, but I wanna I wanna be the finisher. Yeah. And <laughs> when he's in the sewer and he just does that raise, I was just yeah. like, Let's go. Yeah. Michael's back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it was just funny because like I don't know, he's like, just laying I'm, there. Then... It's like,
3: no, like, no, I'm not gonna go out that easy. Did you guys like? I guess we'll get into it. Did you, you guys didn't. like the the final confrontation between Michael and Laurie, where it's just like they're beating beating each other all over the map, all over the kitchen?
0: Oh, that's true. Look at this. It did make Michael look like a bitch when he took his mask, though. I, yeah. I I was I was a little upset. Like when he did take his mask, I was like, man, if you take the dude's mask, like just fucking kill him, just leave him down there, let him rot. Like, you know, because because again, that's another thing that they tease in one and two, or at least in twenty eighteen and Halloween Kills. You know, it's the mask that the podcasters brought back that made him want that hunger again. Maybe, yeah. So, so I was thinking when they did take the mask away at Halloween ends when Corey took the mask, I'm like, maybe is that it? Does he just stay down there and you know? And now it's just you know a a tell no story kind of ending. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good bring up too. Taking the mask made him just kind of
2: wash away. Uh, well, Uh I texted Johnny during the movie when they were fighting. uh Battle of the Brittle. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Too old. Like, come on now. You're not going to just straight up throw a 60-something-year-old lady against the refrigerator and expect her to be able to keep her composure. How yeah. old is Jamie Lee Curtis? She's
0: almost in her 70s, I think. Yeah. Um, What about this? It would have looked better... Had Michael took his mask off willingly and passed it to him? She's sixty. She's sixty three. So passing the torch, maybe of the mask. What do you think? What do you think? Would you guys would have liked that ending?
2: That I I think, but but I think that's what that sets it up for something else. Yeah, Uh, I I think them kind of acknowledging that they both want to do the same thing is good. I, I passing the the mask, I think, makes it seem like they were wanting Corey to be that killer yeah and i don't think it's just not i think if gonna, it, if it if wouldn't work
0: gonna, if you're fantasy booking if david gordon green maybe had any plans to do a series or you know uh, extending his halloween franchise then maybe but you know i guess this was the end all be all of of at least those two and i, I liked how they teased throughout the entire movie that's what he teased you know Corey's going to be the next killer Corey. Corey this and Corey that but yeah i mean Corey gets his his death and he's his neck gets but,
2: but like i said that's it's a subplot it's, it's it's showing that people can have their own traumas and go to certain lengths and it's not just one guy that can be you know that insane and go go that distance like yeah michael myers is is a little different cuz he could, he survived a lot of stuff but trauma can can damage a lot of people in a lot of different ways, even to the extent of what happened with Corey. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I almost kind of like how it
0: made it seem like the people of the town turned did forward, it to them. did it to Corey. <clears throat>
2: yeah, Evil dies tonight.
0: Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the same of the, in Halloween <laughs> kills, you know, the, the, the escapee committed suicide because the town was chasing him throughout the whole hospital yeah so it's kind of that ties into this movie this as well yeah. yeah so yeah i mean
3: you know we were well i think me and craig were disappointed with kills initially but i mean david gordon green he had a roadmap of what he was doing we just didn't want to accept it at the in the time so at, at
2: the time i was like why are you doing just the whole movie where he starts and and finishes in like a straight line and that's all he's doing yeah and he just wanted to show that Michael's still that merciless killer who is going to stop at nothing to get to Lori. And I mean, at the end he kind of does, he gets Lori's daughter. And so he kind of, he probably would have kept going if he didn't see himself in the mirror and, and maybe have a, a moment of, you know, like you're not this monster. And he, he realizes that his eyes have that trauma and he kind of takes a step back. Corey brings it out of him again.
3: Yeah.
0: What'd you guys think of Zach? You were about to bring it up—the psychological um, trauma and the the battle between the two at the end with Jamie and.
3: I mean, I like I like the battle. I think you know, if you if you're if you do this, Halloween ends. I mean, you have to have one final confrontation between Michael and Laurie, and I think, I think the battle is good. You know, it only lasts for maybe two or three minutes and then they she pins him to the table and starts cutting necks cutting wrists and everything and for a second i mean michael cuts through the knife to release his hand and starts choking laurie you're <laughs> like oh so so laurie's like, still gonna so laurie's still gonna go out that way um but allison comes in and saves her basically
2: it's like how, you, how are you gonna choke somebody like this exactly it's like um, isn't that
3: isn't that in um men doesn't like the guy's hand yeah. gets like split open and that like something happens like that
2: yeah they took it from that um, yes. but I I like the fact when uh, well, when do all read that uh, the way no. I always do to enjoy a movie is to go with a blank slate so I can enjoy enjoy the movie the one of the things I didn't like is how easy Allison was able to pull Michael Myers' hand away from Laurie. Um, Yeah, I mean, th- you can nitpick at all. Th- there's a lot of stuff in here that kind of shows Michael's weakness, even though he was able to lift that doctor, the doctor's lady up against the wall. You know, yeah. it's. I-, I think there's moments. I mean, the dude's literally pinned to a table and half beaten to death. With, I think. It, I think at that point, though, that's just the detail work of.
0: You know, the writer's showing you, hey, you know, if, if Allison can put Michael's hand down like that, it's
2: he knows he knows it's, it's done.
3: It's
0: over. Yeah. I think even yeah. by then he's already had his uh
3: throat slit. So Yeah. Yeah. His throat did.
2: was slit, his hand was pinned, the fridge is on his leg. Dude's been through hell at that point. So uh but then when she when she breaks his arm, dude, I was like, oof. Oh yeah. yeah. On the kitchen table. Yeah. And then did you guys like this is I thought this was kind of Oh,
3: cheesy way oh. hey. a surprise entrance <laughs>
4: a little late to the party but
3: i kind of did you go i kind of thought it was cheesy like the funeral procession to the shredder and then i i truly thought when they put his body in the shredder like it looked like the way it was filmed uh Jamie Lee Curtis was like standing on top of the body i was like is she going to go into into the shredder with him yeah, like this I is was... how it's all going
2: to end <laughs> Uh, it, it was a little weird. I did like on when he's laying on the kitchen table. She holds the knife up and lets him look at As his reflection, reflection one yeah. last time. Like, yeah, you're you're a monster, and this is why I'm doing this, dirty bitch. Uh,
0: being joined now by Nick,
2: uh, 4K bad guy, <laughs> big
0: big Halloween fan. Um, Nick, what did you think? Did you, did you did you like the ending? How Michael got pinned down and got oh, everything yeah. tossed on him, stabbed, butchered
4: him shit, man. <laughs> the fridge. Um, I guess that's pretty creative. You want to hold down a guy, but this guy's like sixty-five years old. Uh, a bit supernatural. <laughs> um, Real
0: supernatural.
4: There's people that are like really into the Michael Myers character, so I would assume everyone else that's into the character, like myself, got a cherry eye in that part.
0: So, so you're a huge Halloween fan, big Michael fan. Everybody shitting on this movie, man. What did you initially think? Without giving your star rating yet, I mean, you know, we kind of talked about it already. But did you like it? Did you love it? Did you enjoy some of the detailed stuff in between? Or
4: my well, I actually, just got done watching it maybe like an hour ago. It's oh, like for the okay. second time. Fresh for
0: the second <laughs> second time. time second,
3: right?
4: second, second viewing. Yeah, the first time I wanted to go see it myself. <laughs> What that technically not by myself because I was sitting by myself, but then someone decided to buy a ticket right next to me. So I'm oh. just sitting next to a stranger. So
2: was it an empty theater?
4: <clears throat> um, it... There's like 17 other people were on there, but just I the fact just... that I was in the wait top and someone just bought their ticket like right next to me when they had the extra space.
2: Oh god! I'd like at least bring me popcorn. I
4: know he didn't share his popcorn, and he had like no.
2: I would have said if you're gonna sit here, I get some of your popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Or you should have just like reached over. And started Start making back. some.
4: <laughs> um, fight me then. Fight me now, nah, but um, the first initial watch, I mean, that's still with every movie. Uh, I I don't know how to feel at that moment. Um, but after seeing, that, I mean, I did enjoy it. I, I would say. Yeah. Because after like a few days that passed by, people were already. Like I don't know, I get some early screening or even just the day of release, yeah. hearing a bunch of negative reviews. I was like, ah, I can't go in with that. I, yeah, for
2: sure. I, th- I think what people are are failing to realize is, we've had all these films where Michael's just this merc- merciless killer, and you know that's that's really all he's been, and y- you finally have a three film trilogy that is telling a story. And kind of putting a bow on michael myers it's it's not it's not like they went into this thinking okay we're going to do these three and keep going forward they had a story to tell and they were going to wrap up this character and be done with it and yeah and in the third film i think they they i'm not saying they did it the only way you can but they they did they did it in a way that was fulfilling i think we've all used that word yeah it's they 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 show him as a weak old man they show him kind of get his powers back and his lust for killing they they show how cancerous he he is to the town the people what it can do to other people's traumas i, I think they they've checked off a lot of boxes on this movie in this trilogy you know you get like i said you get all the killing and halloween kills you get the mm-hmm. story ending and halloween ends Yep. I think they did a, a pretty damn good job on it and here's the thing I think you know Jamie
3: Jamie Lee Curtis has gone on record and said this is her final Halloween film which I I agree the way this ends you don't need to do anything else just leave it as how this ends but to be honest with you I don't think Jamie Lee Curtis would have came back if she didn't believe in what this, what this three arc story was going to be I think she said no I'm good do
0: something else or just don't do it I'm surprised she came back for a resurrection, so she probably right. needed something That's, to get out of her she needs she needed something to get that out, bitter taste out of her mouth.
4: She had no choice. She uh, was <laughs> obligated. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um ending wise, I, I thought it was a good ending. Um, meat Grinder though? I don't know. It was the ending was a little rough
3: well I'll, i'm glad I'll, I'll, i'm glad I'll they were just sh- like no they're not he's not dead <laughs> take his body to be shredded and like okay so like yeah, you know, there's no I coming back gonna, from that i
0: thought they were gonna take it to the junkyard to burn him to death but then i'm like oh i saw the meat grinder i saw the grinder from the beginning earlier in the movie i'm like oh yeah. that makes that makes a little but, bit more sense but,
2: but let's be honest he's been shot he's been stabbed doesn't he's he get set on fire in the second one set yeah, on fire true. he's yeah. already had all those things happen so like I think the meat grinder like puts it a, a, a nail in the coffin that this guy's not coming back. I also have to ask this question. Go ahead and finish that statement, though. I just think seeing his body be completely torn apart, shredded, mauled, it was the only way to kind of get people to be like, okay, this really is the ending.
0: Yeah. Okay, so my question is, a few years ago, we get we reviewed Halloween 2, the original Halloween 2 from the 80s. So we, we know how that movie goes. He gets shot in the eyes. He bleeds, right? Yeah. In the Halloween trilogy that we just got done watching, 2018 kills and ends. Something is wrong with his other eye. What what happened to his eye? I can't remember.
4: He gets Nothing, poked. He gets poked in what movie, though? Uh, uh, the first one. On the closet scene, I believe that's around the time it happens.
2: With the, uh, with the knitting
0: okay. in the, the knitting okay. needle, the very very first Whoa. movie, seventy eight. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. With, with the hanger. Yeah. Yeah, the hanger. Okay, that's okay. That's detail. Continuity. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, nineteen seventy eight. So yeah. Yeah, I knew. Okay, because I'm like, surely they didn't. Ta- they didn't. They didn't tie in Halloween 2, But yeah, I was like, why is he missing? What's wrong with his eye? I forgot. Yeah. Fuck me. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the meat grinder is the
2: way he he goes out. Um, did you like how they put him on the car and kind of charaded him, and people started following him like he was Rocky?
0: I do. they, they um, followed him and it was it was almost like man, I don't want to use this word, but I'm going to anyway. It was almost like biblical. Yeah, you know, um, going back to uh, you know, uh, Halloween kills evil dies tonight. Like literally, the town. The town was ready. Like enough. everybody, yeah. People are gonna make sure he's not getting away. They're not even gonna check his pulse. This, whether he's dead or alive, he's going in that that chopper. Oh, so he's man. going in the chopper. Yeah.
4: So the, the way he was being lifted, like up, like I was playing the uh, Spider-Man two in my head when they left Toby in the air like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's, just bully. he's just a boy. Just a boy. man.
0: Man. Uh. Um. Did anybody have a favorite kill in this movie? And you cannot say the little boy in the first five.
4: Yes.
2: Ed's not here. so (laughs) You can't do that. Um,
4: It's honorable mention.
2: I I like the police, the, the, the police guy that Allison's kind of psycho police. Oh yeah. The guy who looks like he's in his forties. Yeah. 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 I like how he followed him, and and Corey kind of knew he was following them and lured him down there, and he let Michael get a little taste. It was. Oh, I like. He's like, "You let me go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring him to you." I like the DJ's death. <clears throat> it basically gets his face
3: bashed in on the uh, on the station, and then he get to, cuts his tongue out, and it's like on the record player, just going around in circles. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's
2: yeah, that's brutal." I like how um, the radio was you could hear it on the radio's like eh, 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 eh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to pick uh the doctor. The doctor and the the registered the head nurse. Um if I had to pick between the two, I would I would say Michael's really is that his one and only kill in the movie besides the police officer? Uh, no, yeah, he kills Corey. He finishes off Corey.
3: Uh, so he, he only has <laughs> two,
0: death, two kills in the movie. Yeah. So it's I would say when he hangs when he hangs up the nurse as a Halloween decoration, it's my favorite one. Classic. Yeah. What about you, Nick?
4: Oh man. Um, visually, like the one you met said uh, when Corey's freaking stabbing the doctor, I just I just crazy. <laughs> just With the scarecrow that, mask, the scarecrow I mean, mask. That's uh, the DJ one. That's pretty cool. Also, I think I like that one. Just sing it. I think a kill that would have been even crazier would have been that blowtorch when oh, he, yeah. he gets oh, the, yeah. that teenager.
2: Oh, I forgot about yeah. Like the they hurt. only
4: show like a little bit of it, but imagine they're show like a full on. That would have been yeah. Those sick.
2: kids really. They're those kids it get it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Corey did get. He did get like a lot of. <clears throat> they they did give all the good uh, kills to Corey. Yeah. Um. I wish I
2: wish they would have given Michael a little bit more. Yeah. But a little bit more screen time. <clears throat>
0: But I yeah. get, I get what they're trying to do. You guys think that there's going to be an extended cut, maybe that's released when the Blu-ray comes out, and you'll get maybe you'll get more Michael in that. It'd be nice.
3: Yeah, because the Halloween, the Halloween kills extended cut, they just extend the deaths more. There's a little bit more blood, basically. Extended. There you go. There
0: you go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> One guess. Uh,
0: uh, favorite scene. Craig, we'll start with you.
2: Do you have a favorite scene from the whole movie? Um, I, I would, I guess I would say the, you know, since we brought it back up, the, the uh, junkyard scene when Corey kind of gets his vengeance on all the, all the kids who have been bullying him. Yep. When he, when when that girl's on the fence and he runs her over, and oh, yeah, it's it was, it was, it was good. She doesn't die though, she just,
3: she, she just, oh, no, no, no. he, no. No. he, he drives off in snap. it. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's right. He, after he blowtorches the dude's the face, that's right, he just smashes her head.
0: Yep. Uh, if I had to pick one, uh, I'm gonna be cheesy. The grocery store scene with Will Patton and Lori Strode. Uh, Jamie oh, Lee Curtis. Yeah. I, I thought that was a pretty cool scene. Um, nice to see those two characters, their story continue and evolve. The strawberry um, blossoms. Oh yeah, cherry blossoms, right? Cherry. Yeah.
2: Yeah. My bad.
0: Um, and then if I had to pick, you know, a gruesome scene, it would be the final, uh, the final blow. You know, the back and forthness between Michael and Laurie until he finally gets his his death was coming to him. So, um, yeah. Zach, favorite scene? Uh, probably favorite. Kill would be the DJ. The favorite action would
3: be the the final confrontation between Laurie and Michael. The probably my favorite character moment would be between would be between, uh, would be between Allison and Corey where they're just kind of bonding over past trauma. I thought that was some good uh, just written character development for the two characters. So, Nick, favorite scene <laughs> where it says Overall. ends. And, but it does it says Halloween
4: ends. Ends. And and yeah. blue fonts that yeah. was sexy. Like season of which I mean. Um I did like the blue font. The blue font. that to be really just the, the junk yard scene when being I love the just the story with uh Corey and um and Allison. That's was nice. Like I said, it was like a lovely love story. I wasn't supposed to pretend it that way, but it's cool.
3: Before we do grades um, or star rating, uh, you know, the movie ends with Allison leaving Haddonfield, uh, Laurie and Officer Hawk, uh, Frank. They kind of start back, start their romance up and then it does like a multi-cut scene of Laurie's house. And then the last shot of the film is the mask sitting on the, sitting on the coffee table. What do we think about that? What, what I
0: what I enjoyed the most about it is at the end of Halloween, the original one. It does the same thing. It goes through you know um, Tommy Doyle's house and it goes through all the events that Michael went through, and you don't know, you don't see the mask, but you hear him breathing through the mask, signifying that he's still out there. It's the same thing in this one. It goes through the house. It goes through Lori's house and the trauma, <clears throat> but this time there's no breathing. Yeah. So so I thought I thought it was a significant ending. And to me, even, even if both Lori and him died in this movie, them showing the ending with no breathing the mask, to me, that kind of solidified, like, okay, I really like that ending. Yeah. What about when Michael said it's Morphin time? Morbin. <laughs> Morbin? Oh, Morbin time. I'm talking about Morbius. Oh. Uh, I would've liked <laughs> if he said Morphin. But I, I like the I like that ending, Zach. Okay. What, what about anybody else?
4: With "Don't no, uh, no Fear the Reaper" playing?
2: Yeah, uh, I think cool. the tie-ins to kind of make it seem like the original. I think "Don't
0: Fear the Reaper" was also playing uh, elevator style in the grocery store too. Yes, it yeah. was yeah. okay.
3: And it's also the song that Lori and her friend are listening to in the car in the original Halloween when they're just driving around town.
4: Yeah. So also Rob Zombie's Halloween. What the hell? <laughs> it's not a part of the timeline anymore. <laughs> Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, it was a good ending scene.
3: So, star rating? Oof! All right. Oh, Nick, before we get going, like, do you, do do you think this movie deserves all the hate that it's getting? Because I don't. All of us agree that it's not as bad as people are making it out to be.
4: No, nah, it doesn't deserve the hate. I mean, I knew this mo- uh, when going into the movie. When Gwen movie was gonna be more story-driven uh, character yeah. than the kills You're gonna get less Michael Myers screen time
3: yeah well, plus you got all the kills in the last one, so you know they were gonna focus more on character development than anything else
0: you also get um
1: you you also Almost. get though uh
0: I went blank you also get um Zach, what was your question?
3: oh, do you think um this movie get deserves all the
0: hate that it's getting? oh no. You know, like I said earlier, this is uh, I think this is David Gordon Green's version of *Season of the Witch*. How it kind of does, you know, the story takes away from Michael, but yet, hey, at least he's still in the movie. So,
3: and something you always have to remember is when this is when they say this is the ending to a trilogy and like the last of whatever, people are gonna have expectations going in, and when they're not when they're not met, they're gonna get pissed. You just Rise, have to remember that
0: *Rise of Skywalker*. <laughs> yeah. So. Star rating on a movie that is heavily diverse. Right now, we're going to get ready to get into the emails too and see what some people's star ratings are in the emails. Um, Zach, we'll start with you. What's your what's your yeah. star? One out of ten out of Halloween ends. Um,
2: and does this let's, let's do uh, for Halloween ends and for the trilogy as, okay. as
3: a
0: whole as a trilogy? Yeah. Um,
3: for Halloween ends, I'm going to give it a oh. Go ahead and
0: do 2018 kills and then ends
3: so just okay. do all of them just do yeah. all of them yeah just do um halloween 2018 i'll give a i'll give a nine for halloween in halloween halloween kills i'll give a seven and halloween ends i'll give a seven as well i think Oof. and as a as a trilogy all together i'll give it an eight i think david Gore green set out set out to what he wanted to do i think he accomplished it so
0: did did Halloween end, Ends change your opinion on Halloween Kills? Yes. Cuz I, I rewatched rewatch
3: Kills. I actually watched rewatch Kills
0: before it Ends and I
3: like it more the second time. So if I
0: If I had to do 18 again, I would do 9 Halloween Kills would get an 8 and Halloween Ends, I think I'm going to sit at a 7. I really, really do enjoy this movie. Um, I see. I don't know why people are, are are trashing. Honestly, I think, you know, it's 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 different. It's paced very well. It's yeah, a Halloween movie, and and you get to me. You get more than what you're bargained for. So, and if I had to give the overall trilogy a rating,
2: um, I'd go with the go with the nine. Yeah, Craig, uh, you and me are on the same. Same wavelength right there. Uh nine eight seven, the whole trilogy is a nine. I think it's it was worthy to bring back and, and do a trilogy. Uh what is what forty years later? Yep. Um I, I think as a whole from start to finish, I, I, I want to rewatch uh, I probably will go back and do a rewatch of uh, of the three, but I think it's solid um one you kind of get a mixture of of story and action two you get a lot of action three you get story that kind of ties up everything and ends not just the trilogy but the franchise um so yeah 987 and then a nine as well yeah
0: edward gives edward just sent me a message edward gives it a seven for halloween ends as well nick the floor is yours my good friend
4: Ooh. Is this like uh, straight numbers, or is it a uh, half-half points? You can do half. You can do you half. You can half even half. do quarters. I can cheat myself, here. <laughs>
2: If you want to give it a quarter chub, you can give it a quarter chub.
4: Oh. Um. Give it a pocket knife. What? Butter and butter knife today. <laughs> Twenty eighteen. Uh. I've had a eight point five. I can be a generous nine. Um. Kills will probably be around seven, seven point five ish, and ends. I'll say eight.
0: okay. So, see, it's a good movie. I, I don't know. You know, we'll we'll, we'll probably you know the emails are probably floating in. We'll get some more throughout the week too, as more people come back from the weekend. of seeing this movie. You know, technically yeah. there's still a whole there's still a whole Sunday, depending on where you're listening to this from. And then you know what? Week two, week three. Just like Top Gun, those emails are going to come piling weeks later.
2: Multiple watches as well.
0: Yeah. And don't forget, this movie's on Peacock, too. So if you guys want to check this movie out without going to the theater, it is on Peacock. Um, But if you want to send in your star ratings, again, social media, hit us up. Facebook.com forward slash The Cinnamon Movie Podcast. The Instagram, one word, The Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Twitter, at Cinnamon405. And then the email... Is cinnamon921 at gmail.com. So let's get into some of the emails. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Sorry,
4: uh, the mail time, mail's time. here. So
0: got a lot of diverse emails. Again, if I haven't responded, I will not read the message aloud. I'll respond. And we have a we still have today and Thursday. We have an episode dropping on Thursday as well. So Uh, Lawrence says, my top five Freddy kills would be Nancy's death, Nightmare 3, Jennifer's death, Nightmare 3, Spencer's death, Nightmare 6, Freddy's dead, um, the comic book death, and Nightmare 4, number one, Johnny Depp's death, and the original Nightmare. Hmm. Gabriel says, Halloween ends best in the franchise besides the original nine stars. Uh, Henry says, wow, just finished Halloween ends and I had to email the show right away. Unique, fun, but a little disappointing, a little bit of letdown five stars. Hmm. Uh, Justin says Halloween ends was a big disappointment. Terrible. Never watching it again. Four stars. Philip says, why even bother? Halloween Kills was a letdown. Halloween Ends is a flat-out joke. Unbelievable. I'm glad I didn't waste my money in the theaters and just watched it at home. Three stars.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Derek says, uh, had to write, haven't emailed in a while, but I had to send my thoughts on Halloween Ends. a great story, a bit unique, but it was all over the place, and overall I think it was just fine. Uh, Mediocre at best, six stars. It was fine. Um, nathaniel says halloween ends is a lot better than people say it's a new age version of the season of the witch uh and i loved it eight and a half stars do you guys think i mean do you i mean i, I kind of said it the same way do you guys think it is kind of a his version of season of the witch or do you think some people are just saying that like myself because the blue the blue font
2: no i mean season of the witch i don't even think does has michael in it right it's no. just kind of on tv it's <laughs> it's, the one, ma-
3: it's the map, the killer masks. That's what season three is.
2: Yeah, I, I just people are taking it as it's just they're trying to replace Michael and have somebody else as a killer. And it's it's somebody dealing with a, a town completely turning against you and the trauma behind it and getting to that breaking point. And I think when he sees Michael, he's like, I can be that, you know, he, he let me go. So we see something in me. I think, that's, I think that's the main thing. Michael seeing the, the trauma in his eyes and letting him go. Corey takes it as he sees me as a prodigy or somebody that can take his spot and mantle and then that's where things kind of go south for him. Yeah. Different from Halloween emails.
0: Uh, Jeffrey says, Beast on Peacock is amazing. I would highly recommend it. Wouldn't mind hearing you guys' thoughts either. Beast gets a nine from Jeffrey. It's is that the Idris? Idris Elba? Yeah. Idris Elba. It's a good movie. Uh Sarah 97 says Halloween Ends was good. I don't know why it's getting so many bad reviews. I enjoyed it in theaters and on Peacock. Eight stars. Yep. Uh Daniel says Corey was the worst character imaginable. Complete waste of time. Four stars. Uh, Sam G69 says Halloween ends is fine. It's not terrible, but it's not the best either. Six stars. Um and we'll end it with Coco Chris. He says Halloween ends is good. It's different. I appreciate the originality. Seven stars. Very divisive. Mostly negative. Sounds like yeah. mostly negative. But you know it kind of sounds the same from uh, from Halloween Kills. So yeah. you know throughout the end, you know everybody has their rights, and as as long as they continue to send it in, you know send them in, and we'll we'll read it aloud. Um, but it's a it's a it's a little bit of a unique week for us this week um work unfortunately for me had to shovel some things around so the next episode guys is going to be thursday this thursday live 6 p.m emiswa productions youtube channel uh denzel washington and horror season people say it can't happen oh it's happening (laughs) this thursday we're talking about the bone collector um Angelina Jolie Denzel Washington it's a it's it's not a true horror movie but it's it's your you know psychological thriller kind of like seven was we reviewed seven with Brad Pitt back in the day so um, and you know we're leading up to our big Denzel um, cockpit release in December so you know we have a whole month of, of November dedicated Denzel so why not throw a movie in there this week um, bone collector Thursday October 20th um, First time watch for everybody? Yes. I've never seen it. Craig, you've seen it?
2: On Collector? No, I haven't. Not to my knowledge.
0: Neither have I. Nick, I don't know if you're a big Denzel fan, but you're more than welcome to hop Mm. on and and talk Denzel with us on Thursday. Um, I think it's going to be a fun episode. First time watch for every single one of us. So um, I think that'll be that'll be unique.
3: When you initially said that you're trying to put Denzel in horror month I was like that's going to happen and then you said that I was like you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> made it, made it happen
0: and, and you know honestly after watching Fallen this past week too that's considered uh, a psychological thriller as well so um Denzel has two of those movies on his on his uh, on his boat I think it's going to be interesting to watch I like I said it's it's definitely far fetched from your traditional horror movie but uh it still gives spooky vibes so I'm I'm interested to see how the bone collector you know, fears up this week. Um, does anybody have any thoughts on the bone collector or talking another Denzel movie? I think it'll be a, a fun first time watch. Um, I've already watched it. So I'll just say it's,
3: it'll be a fun conversation, uh, especially with a, a, a Denzel thriller. So
0: nice. What did you find it on?
3: Um, I just rented it from the library. So I'm a little old fashioned, but I think, I don't think it's on any streaming services. I think you could just like get it for like three ninety nine on
0: voodoo or whatever. Yeah, it's on uh, Amazon Prime Video with a premium subscription. Okay. So, um, yeah. But the Bone Collector, this Thursday, 6 p.m. Um, Craig, you have anything to add to the Bone Collector or Halloween
2: Ends? No. Um, I mean, I, I gave my thoughts for Halloween Ends. If people don't like it, they're not going to like it. I mean, we're not doing this podcast to persuade you to like or dislike. Um, we're just kind of giving our thoughts. So um, if you do hear something on the podcast and you're like, okay, maybe if I look at it that way, you know, cool. But um, I, I I enjoyed the watch. I thought it was um, uh, a good, a good flick. So leave it at that.
0: Nice. Nick, you have anything you want to add before uh, we get out of here on Halloween ends?
4: Halloween Ends. Um, I think this movie will eventually, um, in time, be uh, admired uh, just like as a season of The Witch or, I mean, Rob Zombie's movies, even though for a long while people thought they were terrible. They're starting to get a a fan base for it. Uh, so I think this, it just give it a bunch of rewatches you'll, I guess, eventually come around to liking it. If not, then oh well. Uh, it's, not, it's not worse than Resurrection. <laughs> so,
0: Oof. Oof. That's true. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it. That was our review on Halloween ends. Um, again, guys, send us in some thoughts. Send us in some emails, some star ratings. We'll see everybody this Thursday, October 20th, 6 p.m. As we review The Bone Collector right here on the Cinnamon Movie Podcast.